Hi guys, welcome to the Gig Economy Podcast. I know you think you're crazy. It's not Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, and we are uh, got a live stream tonight. This has kind of worked out better for Mr. Boris's schedule since he's halfway around the world, or probably, yeah, halfway around the world. Couldn't be all the way around the world because that would mean you're here with me, so... Uh, but anyways, we got an interview tonight. I'm super excited uh, to talk to Boris. He's the uh, owner of, and it's Ridey, right? Ridey, correct. Ridey, yeah, nice okay. Be, nice to be here, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for so, inviting. I'm really excited about this. Before we get into this, uh, If as you know, I've been a gig worker since 2016 and done rideshare. And we uh, we had a, um, a company called Cargo. Back in the day, and I was like, "Oh, I was so excited for that because, like, I'll, I'm an entrepreneur by heart, in my heart, and I think about like how I can make extra money while I'm doing rideshare." And Cargo's like, "Yes, I'll sell stuff. I, I'll sell anything. I if I can make some extra money." And so I put my name down for Cargo, and I got really excited. And then they went out of business before I even got a chance to get a Cargo. So when uh, I don't know how I found uh, your site, Boris. Uh, I think maybe I found it on Reddit somewhere. I don't know found it. Maybe it was a sponsored post. Who knows? But uh, when I found it, I was super excited about it. And we talked about it for like 10 minutes. And so I'm glad we finally connected and that we can talk about your service. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Th- thank you for inviting Jason. Indeed. Like it was kind of a mail actually from you a few months ago. So hey, why not to come to our podcast and finally it happened. So yeah, yeah. great to be here. Tell me a little bit about your background. Have you done gig work before? Why and uh, like, why did you decide to make this for rideshare drivers? Right. I mean, I myself actually. Uh, I mean, as you as you clearly see, co-founder of Ridey, but uh, at the same time, I'm a technology professional and entrepreneur as well. And on a broader uh, experience, basically, I'm also research and development professional and leader uh, in in a corporate world. I kind of started to work quite early in my career. And then apparently I worked in a few kind of very interesting jobs, like, I mean, basically loader, a few funny jobs in restaurants and pubs and clubs. Uh, But closer to the graduation, like uh, in 2010, I got more into technology and R&D work. So I worked in a few science technology startups, worked in electronic startups and moved to international companies and worked as R&D research and development professional and leader. And then basically over my career, I worked and lived a lot in Asia. And uh, I traveled across multiple countries, um, like basically from 2015, uh, in Indonesia, in Malaysia, in India, China, to to say a few. And in every single location, I saw drivers who are trying to increase their earnings, like to increase their income by some interesting means. In many cases, it was like sales in the car. So basically, they put the stuff on the front seat and trying to sell you something and then for cash. So it wasn't super attractive um, right. at all. And uh, like cash was a bit cheesy as well. So what, what I mean, I was a technology guy. I was like, what kind of technical solution can help them from one side to get income, but from other side to make it a bit more attractive for me? And uh, in 2019, I guess, I called my friend Peter, who is actually a technology professional and he's a developer and programmer. But at the same time, he's a driver as well. He was a driver in like that time. It called Yandex in Russia, but apparently it's Uber. It was Uber at the time, and then so we just teamed up and then created a few different prototypes, test them, and Ride is actually outcome of this creative uh, collaboration between us. And uh, yes, instead the company become a bit uh, bigger, and then like now it is in Singapore. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit 
like that's basically a bit of a story how we uh, set up the business. So I, I think what you said, you've been traveling a lot. And so you were in different countries and they would try to sell you stuff. Is that very common on that side of the world of like these guys that are doing the, the ride share, are like always trying to make more money? And like, um, was it pretty common in every car you were in? They were trying to do that. I would say it's like 20 to 30 percent, but it was very common. Uh, I mean, in, in Indonesia, in Bali, it was quite uh, often, right? Um, maybe it was in particular that time when, uh, to your point, cargo started and they sparked this, uh, I guess, creativity in the drivers. And then like it was pretty obvious and visible in India and in Indonesia and in Malaysia. Um, I haven't been to this place since like COVID started. Not sure whether it still yeah. continues, in the world, but uh, yeah, it was pretty common that time. Um, okay. At least from my eye. <laughs> so if you're watching the live stream or if you're watching it later, you'll see on the screen that um, uh, Boris has a actual device in the picture. And we're going to do a demo in a little bit. Like you can actually do a screenshot and go through the whole process on that. But so I, I see it's much cleaner. I see it's on the back of, of the car where cargo actually went on. You can even see on your picture the armrest right there, which was would be kind of annoying uh, like my, the car that I have now, I don't think it would fit. I think it only would really fit in a big SUV, but, um, tell us why yeah. you decided to go the back of the car or back of the seat versus something in front. I mean, technology solution itself is, uh, I mean, it can be basically between two seats and then that we actually tested and piloted this box between two seats and it, it worked like not bad. The problem all the time is, uh, with the sales in the car. I mean, you need yeah. from one side to satisfy passenger, from other side to satisfy uh, driver and make it safe as well. Yeah. And uh, like with cargo, obviously, always, uh, I mean, we we call it, um, anyway, so cargo is not only the one, right? So we had yeah. Vendi, we had uh, Grab and Go in Asia, and like it was uh, almost the same thing everywhere. But uh, what you need to do is you need to open the stuff, you need to give a product yourself to the passenger, and then somehow get cashback or uh, somehow to uh, you know get get an SMS. So it, it didn't like serve the passenger well because like when you're a passenger, you don't want to basically driver to handle your product like at least in your eyes, like in, in like in front of you. At the same time, you don't want to speak a lot with the driver when you want to buy. At least in many cases, that that uh, what we heard from our passengers. And at the same time, driver doesn't want like to be at least in in, in our Eastern Europe journey. Like, like didn't feel that. Being this is like it's not like a vending device. What cargo did or what um, yeah we did in in Russia? It's like more like a, you become a seller. So which was not super prestigious uh, thing in in Eastern Europe, and they decided like uh, we don't want to to go in this. So what we realized like it's important to have some some level of automation, and then in order for you to make something automated, you need to place it in front of a driver and then also in, in front of a passenger, and it should be somehow flat. And then then the car seat uh, concept appeared. I mean, we clearly can make it between two seats. We can make it as a box, but uh, that was more obvious and more um, kind of clear solution. Uh, while the main, I guess, um, difference is here is, uh, I mean, we we allow drivers, I mean, to be the owners of the of the shop, right? So, like, you can sell whatever you want, and uh, that's the difference between centralized model of cargo, grab and go, or uh, Vendi. So like when you need to chase drivers to give them products and then like basically manage all of this logistics, which usually very difficult, difficult to manage. And then all the time it's either out of stock or is not like working well. So, so that's why we kind of come up with automated solution and the marketplace. So basically driver become uh, entrepreneur and then like he or she can sell whatever, 
whatever uh, they want. So basically, that's that's what the concept. Yeah, that's the big difference is you can put whatever you want in it. And going back to the cargo thing, well, it's also not safe. The guy's trying to drive and get the product out. Like we we need your eyes on the road. It needs to be completely automatic to be beneficial, and right. the, the least amount of hassle is ideal. So, so you did say you already said that you know people can put their own product in it. How do you guys make money on on your end if if we're putting our own product in it? I mean, at the moment we don't make any money. Well, you know what like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean in reality you can clearly uh, see a few different business models here. I mean, we from one side we sell devices, we get fees uh, on the marketplace. We also. Uh, kind of plan and work on advertising and the promotion of the product from uh, companies who want their products to be displayed there. So like basically four different potential streams. Our main one clearly at the moment is uh, like if you have many drivers and then we have little fee there, that would be the main business model. But it all depends on the uh, service model, right? So so if he, if we take, for example, Eastern Europe, uh, where because of the Soviet Union past, they have like big centralized park, which leads their cars to drivers and the drivers come all the time back to the park and uh, like for the maintenance, for some other kind of things to do there. So then you have the centralized model where park become like a business kind of entity and then they kind of uh, work in a centralized manner and uh, they don't need to sell devices. They just uh, like uh, sell their products and they get margin on the products. Okay. So in case of decentralized places like, United States is a clear example of that. Like when you have huge geographies covered by multiple drivers, uh, so decentralized model works better. Mm-hmm. In this case, clearly, it's very difficult to chase every driver. So in this model, it could be fee. So yeah, I mean, if you're talking about this particular model, fee is the primary one. And devices apparently is not that cheap. So we need to kind of co-invest into that. So that's why we don't make money on them at the moment at all. So yeah, that, that's like to answer your question, maybe. Yeah. So if 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 I wanted to get a device and I, I one of my questions was, is in the States yet? And I don't think it is, but I know you're working on it for this spring. But if I wanted to get a device, let's say it was, or I was in Eastern Europe, or what would that cost for me? Like 50 bucks, 100 bucks? I mean, uh, at the moment, and uh, it, it, I'm not sure whether it's very well displayed, but let's see, let me try. So I'll try to display something on my screen. So we have a few options at the moment. And at the moment, all of them are kind of sold for $49 uh, for the United States. Mm-hmm. So basically, this is our classic proposition, which is like contains 10 uh, pockets. We have at the same time uh, silver, which is a bit more luxury because of the um, uh, finishing and the materials there as, as well, $49. Uh, that's the price. Uh, and then delivery is free at the moment. And uh, we also have some discounts as well for early subscribers, which are already active. And I'm sure we'll have some promotion here too, uh, I mean, for listeners of this particular podcast. But yeah, that, that's that's what we have. And uh, we as well planned and still thinking about launching something called uh, order, I mean, uh, something called Prestige, mm-hmm. so which is more like very premium option for luxury cars. Yeah, just it just looks cleaner. Yeah, it, it looks a bit cleaner. At the same time, it's a bit more uh, difficult and more expensive, right? So this original early subscriber price was like $99. And then uh, like, at least when we don't lose that much amount, that amount of money, it was like one hundred. $29. Yeah. So so basically that that's the price there. Yeah, in many cases, I mean this is below the actual cost for delivery and for production. Sure. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So that that's to answer your question. So, and then also, I remember reading on the website. So you charge a service fee for each purchase. So let's say I want to sell a Monster Energy drink, which here in the states, I love Monster, but I mean energy drinks in America, it's like it goes hand in hand, right? So, you know, if I want to sell it for five dollars. I have to, you know, and I'm, I buy it for two, I make three, but you have to take a little bit of off the top for the processing fee. What fee, yeah. what percentage is that? What are you thinking about as far as in the States right now? At the moment, I mean, it's clearly uh, displayed at the website. So yeah. it's 5% fee, um, uh, which we take from Righty. Uh, at the same time, like we have so many early subscribers, which managed to uh, secure 3.5% okay. just because they're early subscribers. Uh, we, at the same time, have a quite a interesting thing for referrals. So basically, if you invite your uh, like uh, fellow drivers, so you can get 0% fee uh, from RID uh, for six months. And oh, as wow. many drivers you invite, like as many years you can have without any fee. So, so that's what we have. And then at the moment, we're in a growth stage. So that's why like we are not profitable and not don't plan to be so. So we just need to have a scale. Uh, and at the same time, we are not... Kind of, we basically self-funded, yeah. And what we are trying to avoid is to get some investors who will push us to have fee higher. So our intention is to make it uh, as viable as possible and uh, cost-effective for drivers. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that, that's our ambition there. I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I do like that you're charging a little bit because I, I I feel like you know a lot of these things. Um, you know, it's just it's good to have what what I would say skin in the game. Like you're an entrepreneur, you got to spend a little money to make a little money. I mean, it, and it's not absurd. If it, if you told me that thing was three hundred dollars, you'd you'd never people wouldn't buy it. You know what I mean? They would just be like, nah. Yes, exactly right. I mean, how long am I going to take to to earn my money back on that? If I'm selling a five dollar monster, I buy it for two, so I make three, then I give you five percent. I mean, that's a that's a lot of monsters to to earn that back. So, but I still like that you are charging a little bit. I think that's totally fair and and if people are fussy about it then they don't know what being a business owner is i mean that's right i mean in reality the biggest problem with such gig economy things and you you know this very well just by being uh uber or Lyft driver yourself right so so i mean fees is something what the companies which provide the gig economy live from but uh like what is important as well is like from one side you cannot make it too high because it will not be very interesting but yeah. uh, the, the biggest technology challenge on our side at least as developers like we need to make sure there's a i mean fraudulent non-fraudulent transaction yeah. managed at, at the platform and it's not an easy thing to make the payment in a gig economy right so you need to facilitate the payments you need to send it uh, to to driver in this case and then like uh, so all of that is not an easy job in reality and uh so what we basically have here is a fees for transaction, which are made cashless. If you want, you can you can sell for cash, and then you don't have any charge, right? From of us. course, like that's, that's also an option. Uh, but uh, in order for us to run something like Stripe, in this case, the Stripe is a company which facilitates all of those transactions. Uh, like we need to pay them, and that, that's the fee basically uh, which facilitates and helps those um, transactions. Okay, so why don't we do why don't we do the little demo thing? Well, I will do it uh, on my end. This is this is a device, by the way. So I, I hope you can see it very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I left a few pockets uh, empty just I mean for the sake of fun later, but you can see like all of the pockets are very well locked, so you cannot enter them unless you really really want to. I mean, yeah. I mean, can... yeah. If somebody wants to get into them, they're going to get into them. I mean, it's. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you have a weapon, I mean, nothing would nothing would stop you. But uh, apparently, I mean, that, that's that's reality, right? So right. We, we're trying to make it as cost effective as possible, as secure uh, as it as it can be for this price. And then apparently, it's very secure, right? So you cannot open that unless you just really go with your knife. But that that can be a completely different story, right? right. But uh, in in our practice, it, it never happened. But anyway, so this is the device. Uh, this is the QR code. So I I'm sure you're not able to see it, right? And, Probably not uh, that one. You're going to pop one up for me, right? Yeah. I will do one. So, so for people who are watching, like that's usually what is displayed there. At the moment, you can see the site called dev.ride.club, which is development infrastructure. So basically, it's not a physical website. So it, everything what happens there is like not charged. Uh, it's completely free. So if you enter there and see prices, don't worry. If you like getting, uh, if you if you pay for something, it will not uh, charge your Google Pay or Apple Pay or, or card. But uh, anyway, so you can enter this website. I can make it even bigger for, for you if you are not able to see it. Um, so this is the QR code. Jason, do you want to scan and buy something? Or yep, I'm in. I'm in the store right now. Okay. So if you guys who are online, if you uh, open the um, the store, that's what probably you will see. I'm, I'm just presenting now at the uh, at the screen. So you will see like a normal online shop with different products there. Some of them non-physical, which we provide. Some of them are physical, which you put into your device. And uh, basically, you can choose whatever you want. You open, uh, I mean, you you pay for that, and then one another cell would open. All right, I'm going to go buy something right now, put it in my cart. Uh, comes up, pay with Stripe. Click on pay with Stripe. And the best part, I love as much as uh, Android phones are, you know, you can do more with it. I love Apple Pay. It's the best thing in the world. I hate every company that doesn't use Apple Pay. I get fussy that I have to get my card. So I'm going to use Apple Pay right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm a bit into into Android for sure. Uh, but yeah, you can basically pay if, I mean, if you're an uh, Apple user, you pay with Apple Pay something open. Let me see what you bought. You bought M&M's, is it correct? Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's try it again so that people can see it unlock because yeah, yeah. it kind of had blocked. I'll buy something else. Please do so. <laughs> anyway, so we just got open uh, M&M's. I will like, keep it open anyway because um, I would need to refill it in the application now. So M&M's wouldn't be available. All right. So you're going to have to put the QR up code again and then bring it back down because I got to rescan it. Okay. All right. Hang let's on. Let's do so. Okay, you can put it back down now. And then hit processing, and you should hear it unlock. I'm sure Peter, who is watching, like he's very happy with the things working very fast. So we set the special development uh, kind of... There it goes. Something but Sneakers. Did yep. you? Did sneakers? Okay. It's hey. yours. Like, yeah. When I meet you. I mean, like, <laughs> what? literally, what was that? Like, less than 30 seconds, that whole process? I mean... Our target is six seconds. Six? Uh, if something, yeah, six, supposed to be six. But, uh, ah, you mean the whole process from selecting and, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, like I scanned the code. Open. I chose what I wanted. I went to a Apple Pay. I mean, it, it just seemed like the website loaded quick. I'm, I am at home on my, so I'm not on like cellular, you know, I'm on my Wi Fi, but it still seemed incredibly fast. Right. No, I mean, it should be very fast. I mean, in reality, just the website connected to you and then uh, basically the website, Sends, sends this information to the database, database then uh, gives the information back to your phone if you're a driver, and then like basically it opens this via Bluetooth. So that's in a, in a nutshell how it works. I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but a bit of technology behind, like yeah. this is 
actually the what is inside of this device, like a bit of electronics. Uh, but yeah, it works works very well and uh yeah so we are open for all the orders <laughs> so i i had a i had a question pop into my head um and, and you may not be able to answer this but what about liability if the driver decided to put alcohol in that container and then yeah he's still i mean you're doing that like you're I mean, I'm controlling the vice, but it runs through your system. I often wonder if if you would be at risk liable. I mean, obviously, I'm doing it. I'm it's illegal. We can't just sell alcohol in our car in the states. Like it's it's totally illegal on our end. But I would just be curious if there would be an issue on your end. Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, from one side, our like, definitely there's a liability to us. So we need to control um, at least in some way <clears throat> that what is sold there is is safe and uh, legal. And then alcohol is not the craziest idea which came to us, um, like uh, via request on the new products. But yeah, so so that's why whatever you want to sell, you will need to submit the request to our um, uh, database. We review it and then we authorize one another product to be sold. Alcohol clearly is not allowed in, in the United States to be sold, neither via vending, nor even if you have a shop without a license, I guess. And that's why it will not be uh, possible. Maybe there are some way how to... To, to manage it and then if you prove that you are able to do it and then you have all the legal authorization and you probably will be able to do it but again uh if you don't have anything specific there we probably will not allow this product to be displayed also that makes sense so like when we're setting up our store we're putting in like a shot of jack daniels and then you're gonna like it probably one transaction would go through or maybe i don't know if you have technology to block it but then be like hey you can't sell this like what are you doing and you could shut the short store down i'm assuming The Gig Economy Podcast will be back after a quick break. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Yeah, I mean, once you... Uh, you can submit your product request, right? So like, what you, like, for example, I want to sell... Like, this is a bit of a, another uh, demonstration here. I have a two promo... Uh, kind of offering here in those red pockets, which are pretty popular in in Asia nowadays because of the Chinese New Year. Uh, And I want to kind of put them into into the device. So, and then basically what I I already ordered, sorry, I already submitted those products in the the, uh, database and then I would mean mean like approve them. Uh, This is how it would work basically. So I open those and I, I put them in and now I'm not sure. Like, if you go back to the store, you probably will see those products appearing in the in the shop. Give me the QR code again. I'll go take a peek. Here we are. By the way, guys, if you're watching online or offline, so those uh, promo codes will be available there. So if you open them, enter your email, and then uh, there will be some nice um, kind of perks for people who buy them. So Jason, don't buy those things. Like, okay. just only uh, say me whether they are there or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I will get charged for these. <laughs> no, you, you will not. You will oh, not. okay, will okay. But they are in there. So, so you're saying that like the driver is going to have an app to be able to put all this stuff in, or they have to do it on a desktop? 
I mean, this is what I do. So I just, this oh. is my app. So I put whatever I want and then I, I kind of now can sell them. The only thing I can put what is approved in the database. Gotcha. So basically if I want to send, sell something completely out of the box, so it should pass through our authorization process. And if we see something suspicious there, then we will probably not allow this. But uh, okay, so if I if I go into the the database and and look for Jack Daniels, it's not in there. I would have to submit it to you, and then you'd be like, "Yeah, bro, you know, we're not gonna, you're not allowed to." Correct, this. correct. Gotcha. So we will have a database of all the barcodes, right? So which are available in the U.S. So if you have a general product which has the so-called uh, EANO barcode, so you yep. just basically scan it and it appears. Okay. But if it's something special, um, like it probably will be difficult to to, to kind of go uh, to, to get something automatically into the device. Um, I mean, to be displayed to be displayed in your shop. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, it should pass through the authorization process. Okay. Um, for legal and kind of safety purposes. I mean, again, it's not the craziest thing to sell alcohol. We had like much more uh, worried, worrying kind of requests as well. <laughs> <laughs> um so what about getting my uh, like a customized device is that something that we can do um or is it just pretty standard the three things and that's it i mean we have those three things which are pretty standard uh okay. we can uh try to find a way to play with the colors uh if uh, scale allows okay so basically what we like, again our mission is to make it as cost effective for right. drivers right so, so and then one of the problems we face, like those devices require investment. So it's uh, investment into the mold form, into the plastics, into, I mean, electronics and so on, and also into delivery. So it's a very big portion of that is a delivery price. Yeah. And uh, in order for us to do it, we need to bundle them together. Like you need to produce one big batch, you need to sell it all together in one container and then distribute in the uh, in the United States. Yeah. So uh, if you want to make it viable and cost-effective for, uh, uh, for a driver, then definitely, I mean, it's very difficult to customize. Uh, at the same time, if there are some big players who are trying to put something on their, uh, I mean, on their fleet, uh, which contains multiple cars, then you probably can do it. Okay. So if we, and then that would definitely increase the price uh, somehow, course. but this is individual conversation. So if you're interested in that, I mean, I mean, I mean, listeners, you can uh, submit your request at info uh, at ridey.club and we will, have a conversation. There. One other question, uh, just randomly, I'm looking at this picture. What is this white thing sticking out on the upper left of that? I mean, this is uh, this is the prototype there, but in reality, this is the cable, right? Oh, I mean, the okay. wire. Oh, uh, let me. Let yes, me, the picture uh, I'm looking at has like it looks like an antenna or something. Oh, okay, so that's the actual. This is the one. Gotcha. I mean, I will turn it off, but this is like basically it's a normal USB, like yeah. only one wire you have, and then you turn it it on into your usb socket in the car okay um there is another way basically i mean those devices they don't consume much power at all um so there can be very little battery inside and would work for like two days uh without any charger uh but uh, because of the logistic challenges and then all of the controls on the borders it's very difficult to sell devices with a battery uh without significant increase in the price so we're trying to go first without the battery option uh and then you can power it via your usb socket i might suggest um so usb space in the car is limited like i run a dash cam i run two or three chargers because i have a tablet and i have two phones have you ever thought right. about putting a little pouch on the back that somebody could put a battery pack in where they could just oh, slide I mean, their battery pack in 
In reality, I mean, it has already thing on the back. So there is a pocket oh. on the back side. So you can put whatever you want there and then the power bank would perfectly yeah. work there. So, yeah. so that works. And then, like, it's easily become a back sort of like pocket. Yeah. Very cool. So you can you can carry it. But yeah, you're right. So, I, I mean, we, we were thinking to put actually the battery in so you just charge it for like five, ten minutes and it works for the entire day. Um, uh, but then... Probably it will be in the next batch. Just the fact the uh, the fact that logistics is a nightmare. So well, yeah, trying to time. ship something with a with a battery like that is it's it's a game changer. I'm sure overseas. And it's a different category of goods as well. So which, oh, okay, it's a bit more difficult. I don't have any more questions. I'm super excited about this. I love how clean it is. I know it. You said earlier it sounds so simple. It doesn't to me. It's actually fascinating in that short amount of time that it, the, I, I mean, I'm 47. So like I grew up in the non-internet age. It's just like something can bounce throughout the world in 30 seconds and bounce to this little device in my little car and open up. And it's just, to me, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to me, but um, I, I, I <laughs> thank just, you for that. I just love all that stuff. But is there anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off here? I, I really appreciate your time. Oh yeah, sure. sure. I mean, a few things, uh, I guess, uh, to, to wrap it up. Uh, first of all, um, if you are the listener of this podcast, I mean, we created a special promo code. I'm not sure whether Jason you would put it in, in the description. I didn't, uh, but I will be adding to all that uh, when I'm done here. So it's called uh, uh, small letters, the gig economy. So if you are a listener of this podcast, like you will basically get 25% off from the device displayed, from the device price displayed at the website. Uh, as I mentioned, referral program at the moment is active for this first batch for the US. So we will not uh, like we are not planning to get significant income there. That's why, like we say, okay, the more drivers we have, the better yep. uh, to ensure the price is low. So that's why if you invite your driver, driver friends and fellows, so then the overall fee you get will be zero from from us. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's that's that that who we are. And in addition to that, the uh, the website is displayed now, I guess, in my window called ridey.club slash driver. So if you register there and then uh, you basically select your service plan, which is either ID Classic or ID Silver, and that it and then it redirects you to the to the uh, shop, so where you can buy actual device. So this is the way how to actually uh, get device uh, in the United States. Uh, and yeah, so apply the promo code in the Stripe checkout, so it will be available there. But beside that, again, it's a great pleasure to be here, Jason. Thank you for inviting us. Again, we are open to do it once again if you have any additional questions. But uh, it's a great uh, time as well on Saturday for me to go and have a, a bit of a relax uh, before the working week starts. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, on Sunday. So, like, we have extended working week here in, in Asia just because of those Chinese uh, oh, okay. uh, holidays. Okay, for sure. Well, again, thanks for coming on. When I sign off, just stay uh, in the room here so we can chat. But I appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, check out the order that thing, man. You might as well make a little extra money while you're driving around. So, Oh, oh yes, yeah. Sir. By the way, those Spokings contains additional discounts, guys. Feel free to buy them uh, okay. while like, we all fly. <laughs> okay. But sounds... anyway, see you, everyone. Yeah, it sounds good. Thanks. Drives on the roads. This podcast is produced and edited by Hey Guys Media Group. Want to start a podcast? Check out heyguysmediagroup.com